You don't know what it's like. ADHD kidnapped my wife. Didn't love it. Oh. <laughs> Didn't love it. Oh, very funny. Don't know if I want her back, though. <laughs> I was about to do the intro when you said that. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to FM Fish, ADHD for grown-ups. This is the podcast for people with ADHD, people who know and love people with ADHD, or people who think they might have ADHD and are looking for a little bit more information. We got you, boo. We got you covered. I'm clicking my pen. Was that annoying in the background? Could you hear it? Well, that will take us into the episode, won't it? <laughs> a little bit of clickety-clack. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh. yes, it will, because today, what are we going to talk about? We uh, have had a number of questions after we mentioned stimming in last week's episode. We've actually had a number of requests for us to talk a little bit more about stimming, and hilariously, pen-clicking is a type of stim. So there we go. Lockie's picking at his eyelashes. That's not a type of stimming. I'm guessing you got something in your face. Something's in my eye. Yeah, eyeball or Doesn't something different. Doesn't affect the podcast because no one can see me itching. I know. Just I couldn't think of anything else to say. That's right. So stimming. So we start off, you've got pen clicking. Yep. It's like this. You know that annoying person in meetings who's doing that? That's a self-regulatory behavior. Um, uh, stimming. Actually, Should we explain what it is? We can, but we can hit this early because I've got a good one for you. Go on. Um, pack your bags, it's time to go. We'll take a break from the show with SideQuest. With SideQuest. <laughs> I don't know what that had to do with stimming, but I liked it. Pack your bags, it's time to go. Take a break right from the show with SideQuest. 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 The Love reason it. why I want to mention SideQuest is because straight off the bat, let's just jump in. Um, so TikTok. What about it? Blew up this week. Oh, <laughs> yes, it did. We are, I mean, I don't want to say we're famous because we're not. What is it, like the um, one-hit wonder? We are one-hit wonders. You're 100%. Although we get a fair bit of traffic on TikTok now. I do. The reason why I want to mention that in terms of before we go into the whole stimming is because like, it just creates a conversation and everyone has just got a point of view that they want to talk about. No, everyone's saying I'm right and you're wrong. With some things, but no. A lot of things that come through are like, what has that got to do with ADHD? What is that? <laughs> ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> Hey, I've got ADHD. Oh, hey. Oh, hey there. Hey, I wonder if we could take this podcast in a whole different direction. I've got oh, ADHD. Hello. ADHD after dark. Dum, dum, dum. Hey, I wonder if I've always wanted to be a voiceover person. I reckon I could do it. I think my voice is distinctive enough. What do you reckon? Well, I've been told I've got the voice that'll put you to sleep, so. <laughs> you know, great <laughs> you were, Was that from my mum? Yeah, your mum. Yeah. <laughs> always with the good feedback. On that video you're talking about, which if people haven't seen on TikTok, knife, fork, spoon, gate, cutlery gate, cutlery gate. Um, yeah, go follow us, F Them Fish, ADHD for grownups on TikTok. We are, hel- I don't mean, we're hilarious. That is just what we are, I think. I have friends on there now. They're like my, basically Slightly my hilarious. It's funny too, because when you read the comments and people are like, oh, your spoons are messed up. And then I don't have the heart to say, no, they're big spoons for a small person. Yeah. So they still go in the big spoon drawer. In the big spoon drawer. There's a whole other drawer for the little spoons. You know, there's probably a whole heap of context we need to add here. So um, 255,000, no, 258, 255.8,000 views. And we have 10.4 thousand likes of this particular thing. Do you want to explain it? Seeing as apparently you're the freaking celebrity in this one well 
obvious. I don't yeah. care, obviously. I'm not bothered. Like, you've I'm got not bothered, the, though. You've got bothered. the voice. Yeah, but I'm bothered. And I've got everything else. <laughs> right. bring, well, that's the thing you about bring TikTok. the voice and i bring the everything else but that's the thing about tiktok right well mm, i'm d- i like just you heard what bit. you said you do your bit no the you, thing about tiktok is it's all about you have to be young enough pretty enough or funny enough right so i'm neither well, of those qualify. things i was gonna say we are qualify. none of those things however um you know i think we found a niche well, you bring the voice and that's an amazing thing everyone says you've got the voice for this and it's lovely to listen to like you're just very easy to listen to However, they don't live with you. Also, it's really hard being me and being the brains, the brawn and the beauty of this relationship. Yeah, you, you, you're you welcome. <laughs> you're going to get in the bin. I think everybody who's seen behind the scenes. So even this one. So on TikTok, what this was, and I actually did put it on Instagram, but because I shared it from TikTok, Instagram doesn't like it when there are logos on um, a reel so it doesn't really get shared so I did actually share it on Instagram and I think they blocked it it's basically a 19 second clip to the Backstreet Boys it's a personal I best want for me. it that way that one right and it's just Lockie with a tea towel and a couple of spoons or a spoon and a fork or something in his hand that he is putting away after you know emptying the dishwasher and opens our cutlery drawer and it goes Order the correct order is knife, fork, spoon. Correct which everybody order. knows that is the, correct, is the order. correct order. There are a bunch of weirdos that are like basically saying there's another order, not correct. Um, I can just about tolerate the spoon, fork, knife. I get it. I get why you do that. But there are people. There are people, some of them whom we know and care about, who put knives in the middle. They've gone down on the uh, Christmas card list. Some people just, have put spoons in the middle. I. Um, I can't. But, yeah, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because there's a lot of comments that come through where people are like, I mean, brilliant that they comment, but what has that got to do with ADHD? Mm. And so I actually had a thought during the week which is which helps with going to this about stimming because mm-hmm. it's one of the symptoms of ADHD. But the thing about symptoms are... Not um, symptoms. Not symptoms. No, definitely symptoms, okay. I'm going to see my doctor to check out my symptoms. Yep. Is that... There are standard symptoms across the spectrum spectrum of ADHD that will then assist you with getting the diagnosis, yeses, of ADHD. However, how those symptoms manifest in each person are very different. Yeah. Like, I have never seen washing piled up in our laundry ever. Yeah, I'm actually going to... Yeah, I don't relate to that in the same way. But that is real for some people. It is. But if you were to see some things, you know, like we had a comment just going on what you said where I don't believe anyone in that house has got ADHD because it's far too tidy. And they, you know, they put a laughing thing afterwards. But we actually did have a couple of other comments that weren't meant nicely. Um because of the fact that there is this prevailing narrative that ADHD people are incapable of basically putting away after themselves. That is true for some people, executive dysfunction. I actually have a handy tip. I'm going to write myself a little note because I want to talk about this in a bit. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to make a TikTok about it. But, Shocked. Um, but, you know, it's actually not true for everybody. I don't relate to that element of it at all. And, And, you know, like, yeah, sorry, go on. No, I'm just saying that's the message that I wanted to get across because it kind of popped into my head. Yeah. And it's that the symptoms will manifest 
in each person individually in the way that works for them. Yeah, it's just different. Mm. And that goes for basically anything for anyone ever. I just choked on my own words. <laughs> I was going to say, what just happened? <laughs> that, like that's the same for anyone anywhere ever is that a symptom for a person is not going to be the same as everyone. No. And so, yes, this house is tidy and even when it is the tidiest we've ever seen it, it is still not tidy. Yeah. So the point, just closing the loop on the video, because it said on it, um, when you live with a person with ADHD, you realise very quickly there's only one way to have your cutlery drawer. That was basically it. And it was like, yes, but why is that ADHD? And it's like, well, because... And it ties into, as you're saying, about the tidiness and everything else, that in order to cope with some of the more challenging elements of ADHD, you develop rhythms, rituals, strategies, routines, etc. that cannot be messed with. Otherwise, the wheel comes off, everything goes to shit, and the whole bloody week just goes wrong. And as silly as it sounds, things like the order of your cutlery drawer... Um, and you can tell, like, just seriously, read some of those, like, hundreds of comments. People feel very strongly about it, especially a lot of people who are on ADHD talk. There's a lot of ND people. And it's not just ADHD, obviously. We, again, we talk to ADHD because of the fact that that's our experience. But it's actually very common across neurodivergence in general. And, you know, there's there's obviously neurotypical people out there going, yeah, well, I have mine in that order as well. Well, it doesn't mean I've got ADHD. No, you're right, it doesn't. 100%, no. <laughs> it doesn't Just mean you Just because your cutlery drawer is, is set out that way doesn't mean you have ADHD. Yeah, how In this house, yeah. if things aren't in order, then there is real. a real tsunami of emotions that are going to flood through this house. Yeah, Mess is noisy. And there's the enough thing. chaos internally. I don't need external chaos as there's, well. There's the spectrum and we have people who have positive chaotic behaviour and then we have organised chaos as well. And so the way it manifests any of these symptoms is individual to each person. So that's a little point I wanted to make is that everyone yeah. is individual and just because you watch TikTok and see people doing things. I saw one lady fall over today and she was like, I've got ADHD because I fell over. Now you bump into everything too. Oh yeah, I do. But I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said that was one of your things um that I would associate with ADHD. But then Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a there's a thing called um dang it, I've forgotten the name. That's a really technical Pro, name. is it the proprioception whereby your awareness of your body in relation to the world around it. And then there's interoception or something like that, which is the awareness of your body's signals. It's quite common in ADHD that actually you bump into shit a lot or you fall over a lot because you have very poor kind of awareness of how your body is in relation to the rest of the world. I definitely have that. I bump into stuff all the time. Mm. Drop things a lot. Yep. Final thing on that um, cutlery gate so if you're neurotypical and you're like, yeah, but my nice forks and spoons are in that order, doesn't mean I've got ADHD. No, it doesn't. And if somebody were to rearrange your knife, fork and spoon cutlery arrangement thing, you'd probably be like, meh, yeah, it might be a minor irritant. For someone like me, it's like, oh, what the, why has brain, that, that is in the wrong explosion. place? Put it back. Put it back right now. No, put it back right now. Must go back right now. And if they didn't, I would literally, if I, if, if Lockie were to do something like that... I do not get things in the right place. And I know, I know it's coming. <laughs> well, 
if you I know, know it's, it's coming. coming, change it. Because I can't. Like, unless I take a photo, uh, why is that in the wrong place? But David Beckham always has to have the labels facing outwards as well. Um, you know, and people might listen and go, oh, well, that's not ADHD, it's OCD. Well, actually, you know, the, there's a spectrum and a lot of the behaviours interweave. They um, manifest themselves differently in everyone. Exactly. Okay, let's let's make it a bit serious, right? So this is where it becomes it's not funny, is that if something is in the wrong order and I am already late for work or I'm rushing to a meeting or I'm literally about to dial into something... I can't leave until I've put it right. Mm-hmm. That's where it's not funny. That's where it becomes, you know, like we talked about how um, to get a diagnosis of ADHD, it has to have an impact and there has to be, you know, um, negative impacts on your life, basically. That would be it for me. If things are in the wrong order, um, there is the whole thing where it induces rage and I can, you know, get quite like stressed out about it. And, it, and it's like something so small, but it isn't to me in that moment. And... The other element is I can't continue with the rest of my life until I've put it right. So that's where it's not funny. But, Mm. you know, we laugh about it. um, And that's why things have to be right. So that's why the order of your cutlery drawer might be a symptom of uh, neurodivergence. And that's why, you know, it's... uh, And we did have comments saying, oh, well, you know, I don't really give a shit about stuff like that. How about you only worry about important things? And it's like, there was a point and you missed it. Yeah, and I say it's it's different for everyone. And so where some people are like, I just throw cutlery in the drawer, good, do it. If that works for you oh. and that keeps you oh, settled. Could, oh, my God, made me want to vomit. But, but that's the thing. But that's not you. No, I know. If that works for someone else, do it. I don't have ADHD and that would just annoy the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like when you put knives and forks and spoons in the drawer, they can't just be all upside down or on the side. They all have to be, you know, upright the right way because that just looks neat and tidy. However, each individual <laughs> easy for you to say. This is the remix. Each <laughs> individual person will manifest their symptoms in their own way, and so yes, it may not have anything to do with ADHD for you personally, but for someone else, it one hundred percent does. And because ADHD people are our people, we love you just the way you are. Yeah, and I just um, quickly live Googled because I had checked all this before, but then I forgot. Proprioception, which I'm probably saying wrong. Proprioception. Proprioception. If you say it slower, it sounds so much more real. Um, And basically, it's the perception or awareness of the position and movement of the body. So that's why we bump into shit because a lot of ADHD people have quite poor proprioception. It's very hard to say, especially on a microphone where you're hoping you don't go... The other one uh, being the awareness of your body. It's so it's interoception is uh, defined as a sense of the internal state of the body can be both conscious and non-conscious. So a really good example, you'll often hear, you know, like, again, if you if you have anything to do with a neurodivergent person, if you see anything, if you've ever caused your algorithm on any form of social media to pick up um, any ADHD or ASD, autism spectrum disorder, um, kind of reels or TikToks or whatever, you will see people constantly going on about how they forget to drink water, they forget to eat food, they forget to go to the toilet. They are really common ones that everybody might do every now and again. But for a neurodivergent person, it's a daily occurrence where you you might be hyper-focused on something or 
little person, um, the kid, she doesn't know she needs a toilet until she's about to wet herself. Mm. You know, like literally just doesn't know. And so we have to, we've now built in where we, every now and again, we'll just go, all right, time to go to the toilet, babe. Just like you would when they're like a lot younger. Just a toilet prompt. Yeah. Or and she'll try. be like, nah, I don't need it. And just then try. you'll go five, four, mm. three, two. And she's like, oh my God, I'm busting. And you're like, yep. Off you go. Because there is no prior warning. It just goes go yeah. straight from zero to busting. Yeah. Which is awesome when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. It's like, have you gone to the toilet? Yeah, no, I'm good. And then you're, you know, two minutes into your drive, nowhere to stop, especially yeah. if you're on a highway. And I need to go to the toilet. And good. Yeah, but it's the flip side, right? Is that you actually cannot mention the T word to her mm. unless you're in a position to take yeah. it. Yeah. You have to be really careful because if you don't mention it, she's generally actually fine. And then you mention it and she's like, oh, shit. So, oh, yeah. so, side quest. Done. First what? one. Well, was that side quest? It kind of was because we started off on stimming and then we ended up in the toilet. We did, so yeah, it still, still counts. Yes. All right, cool. So, stimming. stimming. Jinx, you can't speak until I say your name. You know I don't do that. That would be the don't worst podcast ever, lost. by the way. Get rid we of it. We would lose in all of our listeners. Yeah, I hate it. I hate that. It really drives me nuts. What, losing listeners? Well, yes, that too. Oh, oh, oh. We have Mexico with us now, as of last week. Hola, como estas? Estamos muy contentos de que estés aquí. Very happy to have you here with us. Sweet. I only learnt the basics. <laughs> I was trying to remember my degree. I learned some <laughs> massive basics and that was it. Yeah, I have a Spanish degree, but how long ago did I do that? I always think it's like three or four years ago. It's about 11. Mm. We actually now have, just saying, Australia, USA, UK, Canada, Belgium, Indonesia, Malaysia, Mexico, Vanuatu, France and India. We have listeners in all of those countries. Eleven. Does that make us cross-continental? Well, yeah. We're across multiple continents now. We are global. Global. That's amazing. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, we're super happy to have you all here. Um, And we love, 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 love the questions, which takes us back to today's episode. That was the end of the side quest. I don't have an outro for side quests. That's okay. I like singing. So stimming. Stimming. One of my stims, I sing Mm. a lot. And so does the kid. I sing. I always say, you know, I'm Welsh. We have music in our soul. I was born with music in my soul, being a Welsh person. Uh, hello to all my Welsh people out there, body there. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm Welsh. So I've always said I've got music in my soul. Music is massive for me. Like, if if the wrong song is on, I can't live my life. If I am... Um, I mean, everybody uses music in a way to regulate their emotions, I believe. Or, you know, like, maybe not to regulate their emotions, but, you know, like, if you're sad, you play a certain type of music, if you're happy... I've always got at least three songs in my head, always. And one of them lately, which has not stopped, is I'm a potato. (laughs) That's literally on a loop. I haven't been able to get that out of my head for several days. I love it. Um, But really important to me, music. And I sing a lot. So I will often, since I've decided to start being open about having ADHD, I sing at work now all the time too. It's not just at home. I actually sing to the people in my team. Yep. It's a good thing that you can (laughs) sing. So that makes a big difference in things. Well, I mean, I don't know if... uh, because I'm not walking around singing. No one loves to hear more than my little ditties. I'm not singing anywhere. 
you're just funny because you never get the words right. Oh, oh, pumpkin. We need to go check the pumpkin. It's in the oven. Hang on, pause. Oh, I'm back. Sorry. The pumpkin was just about to start. I suddenly got a whiff of it. I forgot it was in the oven. Soz. So, stimming. <laughs> what were we talking about? Stimming. Let's get on to stimming. Yeah, so I was. I was saying that I sing. So as I do on the podcast, that's what I do in life. So if they'll be like, yeah, so anyway, I'm doing a thing and I'm doing it as a thing and often that's when I'm thinking or I'm processing or I'm trying to I'm I'm conscious that I'm not doing very well at explaining myself and I start to get a bit either stressed or something and so I sing I sing the words which helps me to regulate so stimming uh well firstly for all the ADH doubters out there uh, I'm gonna throw that in there everybody stims in some way yep at any point and it's not always clear to others. I do. I love a fidget. I Did you see me before? I went to grab this thing off the desk here and I went, that's going to make noise. Yep. And so I pulled my hand back slowly waiting for you to give me the face. <laughs> um, why don't we just say what stimming is first? So stimming is um, the full terminology is self-stimulatory or stimulatory, depending on how you say the word, self-stimulatory behavior, often called stimming. And it's when a child or adult repeats specific movements or sounds mm. as a way to self, self-soothe or remain engaged. So, you know, if I think that's really interesting because it's two different dimensions, right? So you're self-soothing. So if you start to get, if you're getting really excited, like, or actually also if you're starting to feel yourself really losing interest or disengaging, you start stimming. And so an interesting thing with stimming is it's not a problem. Um, it's not something that needs to be controlled. It isn't a bad thing that should be stifled or you shouldn't look to stop someone who you see, like you're fidgeting now, but it's, you need to address it when it becomes disruptive. And there are some stimming that can distract from your day. Um, and there's a lot of people, I think I saw someone the other day and I knew exactly because now that I'm in this world, I saw someone the other day and she was walking along um, at the shops and then it was almost like the overwhelming being the shops would stop and curl her fingers up into her um, into her face, around her eyes and her nose area. And that was a couple of times and then would stop and walk, keep, keep walking. But it was that overwhelm yeah. and you could see. Now, I would just assume because it's not something that I do, but that could get quite irritable. Yeah, you would um, think for the, she for, could for do the person. Yeah, so they're, they're the things like how do you, if if that is a thing for you where something does become where it could irritate yourself, um, then you'd have to look into ways not to um, control it, but how to reduce the effect of um, continually doing it over and over again. Yeah, so you stopped me stimming the other day. It's actually really important. One of the, um, one of the, I guess, the senses of criticism or shame that is associated with neurodivergence like ADHD or ASD is because people have always looked at us as if we're weird when we stim. And so you learn that even that real basic behavior, which to you is as natural as breathing, like it can be as hard not to do, like it can be really challenging not to do. And when somebody stops you and makes you feel silly or makes you feel like ashamed of doing it, that that leads into that, you know, that constant criticism, especially kids get, like we've talked about. Some experts believe it's like up to 20,000 additional pieces of criticism by the time a kid is 10 and neurodivergent kid is 10 compared to their neurotypical peers. And so, you know, again, which then leads into masking, which leads into rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria, et cetera. 
So you did it to me the other day when we were at the um, paediatrician. Yeah, because I do know that when you get anxious or nervous, you finger twitch and you start pulling at your fingers a lot. So what happens is my knit, sorry. I your knits. No, I was going to say my nails, but then I was conscious that I talked over you and had interrupted mm. you. Um, so again, learning for me, I've always, whenever I'm concentrating, focusing or like starting to get stressed or it, the tips of my fingers itch. Like they itch so bad and I can't scratch them. And so I press them, I squeeze them. It's like I kind of flick them and that's that is my most conscious stim, I think. That and the and the auditory, the verbal ones. But yeah, I it's the tips of my fingers is a big one for me. And rightly or wrongly, I didn't do it to stop you from stimming because I know what you were doing. It was more I was reaching out to go, you're in a safe space and you're okay. Yeah. To try and calm that motion because you do it doesn't get carried away where you can't control your fingers but you do they get it, bigger and uh, bigger yeah, yeah. It, it becomes more obvious yeah i wring my hands a lot as well again since i've stopped forcing myself to mask every little weird symptom that i would previously have thought was weird or felt shame about i really do wring my hands a lot now and i play with my fingers a lot and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more stressed i get so yeah that you, is fair you keep mentioning weird no no that's because that Oh, well, I think I'm trying to, you know, these are how we might have previously been considered. But so stimming can be in different types. So, you know, you can have the visual. So things like um, staring off into space, drawing, um, spinning things, you know, like a fidget spinner and stuff like Rocking, that. playing with your hair. Um, well, yeah, there's there's that very, very physical ones like that. Yeah, Tapping. There's the verbal or auditory ones that we've kind of talked about. So that can be excessive giggling. Doing this <clears throat> is a stim, a constant clearing of throat. It's quite a well-known one. Um, repeating sounds. So, um, you know, when you get people to go, bah, 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 bah. I, again, one of the things I didn't know, I only realized a few years ago that I did it. When I'm really concentrating, I'm concentrating so hard, I do the Adams Family theme tune. And I never, ever realized until a few months ago, that's a stim. Like, People I've worked with, well, almost every workplace I've been in will remember me doing the Adams Family theme tune when I'm really in the zone and trying to do stuff. I'm not sure you can claim the Adams Family as a stim. It's weird, though. That, like, I, I have never even it's, liked it's the Adams not, Family the Adams that much. Family, it's the tune. Yeah. Yeah. It was just that first bit. And I would do that over and over and over again. It was so weird. We should mention, too, we'll... We will cover the stimming things that are probably relevant to us and ones that we notice in friends. Yep. But we will not be able to cover all of the stims out there in the world because it's a spectrum. Yeah. And there they will be are lots. many. But please, please, please come on social media and share with oh, us your stims. Rock your okay. TikTok, do whatever you have to do. Another stim that Kid and I both have. I have been pulled up on this my entire life. My mum will be listening to this going, yeah, you do. I chew the inside of my cheeks mm. a lot and the kid does it now as well. Um, but things like chewing and biting your nails, that's all. Um, yeah, biting nails is I think that's one of the most common ones that comes up yeah. with most people that I've spoken to is yeah. the biting of the nails. Yeah, and so that would be like a tactile one. And then balance-based they call it, which is the spinning, the rocking, the swinging. So that's where your whole body, you know, you get in that whole um, – 
I guess it works off the inner ear thing where you're just, you know, resetting your equilibrium mm. type of thing. I don't do that. But it's That's calming not too, though. When you think about it, it's that calming, that forward and backwards motion yeah, I, I or side to that. side, it's calming in the sense. And so I, I can understand I can why understand. people would do it. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's also important to note, I guess, that with stimming, it is how it begins for you in that moment could be because you're bored. It could mm-hmm. be because you're overstimulated, you're nervous. There is some element of tension. Yep. It's not always going to be a, oh, I'm just going to start stimming now. No. It's a cause and reaction yep. with your brain doing the magnificent thing that it does. And so um, final point, I guess, on stimming is, well, however you stim, if you stim, if you don't stim, if you see your kid stim, don't stop them. Let them do it because it'll be self-regulating. There'll be literally, it's a bit of sensory input, sensory feedback, They are self-regulating and stopping that self-regulating can cause them then to internalize whatever the stress is. And same for you as an adult. If you are stimming, allow yourself to stim. Don't be ashamed of it. If you are doing something that's really going to cause you problems, like uh, Lockie was saying, some people scratch at their face. Mm. Skin picking is a type of stimming. It's got a name. It's called dermatillomania. Or excoriation. Again, I I could be made it easier. Right. I could be saying those wrong. I've only ever seen them written down. But um, but yeah, they are skin picking disorder, right? Is is the other name for it. You know, when you and I I do this a lot. Again, only learned out only learned about this recently from a TikToker, um, she's Welsh called Aliri, and she's also in another group on Facebook I'm in, which is where I kind of first saw her, and then she Went to TikTok about a week before I did and she's, you know, she's great. She does some really fun stuff on there. She did a bunch of stuff on skin picking and I was like, oh my God, I do that. Where I'm constantly, you know, you're constantly looking for a hair follicle that you can pick at or, you know, something like that. So, yeah. And this is why legitimately fidget toys have blown up. Yeah. Because so they're more acceptable, now. right? Yeah. It's a much better thing to do than be picking at picking at your skin. Like or... even that weird thing you bought this week, which is this weird caterpillar <gasps> stretchy. Where is caterpillar? Um, it's on the kitchen bench, I believe. That oh, weird shaped caterpillar. Yeah, that... and it stretches. Yeah, it's fun. Mm. It's squishy. Mm. Weird caterpillar shaped thing. Yeah, it's fun. <sighs> this is why things get really interesting with the um, like bubble popping what is it the bubble wrap and so now there's all of those fidget toys out there which originally you're looking for yours now however you gave it to the kid the other day remember yeah she t- i was just what i was just remembering it went well, to poppets. school with a poppets, poppets that's, that's what they're the called mm. um and you've got a fidget spinner that's got poppets on it and this those is the best i'm getting it now the best fidget spinner ever it's just a spinny, and i love spinny, when spinny. i brought that home you're like what do i need that for mm, i need that but it's got poppets on Neck the end. Yeah, I love it. I never put it down when I'm working. So it served its purpose. So, yep. you know, fidget toys yeah. have just blown up and there's so many varieties now. And I've even noticed Smiggle has now got little bag tags and things for school bags for kids that have poppets and things on it, which is kind of just jumping down the kid trend. But also kids need these things as well. Yeah, they do. And all kids should be allowed to have them. It shouldn't be a case of, oh, look, the kid with the fidget toys because they're weird. If they're just normalised in schools, they'll be fine. Yes, they can be a bit of a distraction, but let's just normalise them and then they're less distracting, right? They're less of a novelty. And then that just creates a safer space for those small people to become young adults, to become fully grown adults that are allowed to embrace themselves with whatever outlet that they need. Yeah. 
Um, another name for uh, the excoriation or dermatillomania, the, the skin picking disorder, is actually a body-focused repetitive behavior. So this is off attitude. You've heard me mention that before. Um, so ADD, attitude, um, they, they've got a thing on here about body-focused repetitive behaviors. And it says about the dermatillomania, skin picking disorder. There's also, I can't pronounce any of these, trichotillomania, hair pulling disorder. On, oh God, onychophagia, onychophagia, nail biting, dermatophagia, skin biting, rhinotelexamania, nose picking. Something to do with the nose. Yeah. And then cheek slash lip biting, which doesn't have a a fancy name. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, often when we try to hide our stims, it feeds into masking. And... That has been, so I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they were like, look, you mentioned masking, but you haven't really talked about that much and you keep saying you're going to talk about it. So I thought, let's talk about it. Should we talk about it? We can talk about it. And I guess it's another thing before you press a funny little button there because I can see you itching to, again with masking, it is going to manifest itself differently for everyone. Well, yeah, no. Yeah, it will. Well, yeah, no, but the whole point of masking is that all those things that manifest themselves differently, you're trying to put a mask over the top of them um, so that you don't manifest things differently, right? You're trying to put, and you're trying to be normal in inverted commas. So when you mask, you're trying to hide all of those different things that you may have going on that manifest differently for different things. You're trying to hide all of them and you know be normal i think masking's really damaging actually pack your bags it's time to go it's time to digress from the show with side quest it's side quest <laughs> ha- what's it? but we're not side questing i am now oh you- oh, okay. you're not the master of the side quest you don't own <laughs> the side quest this is like I the think you've done show both- i think you've done both sides so you're hang welcome. a sec what was what do we say on the um on the b on the on the description for the podcast I have ADHD. My husband apparently doesn't. Mm. Alicia, aka Pink. You've met Pink. I have. You have. Previous dog, rock star, head butted her in the face. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. She was awesome about it though. Anyway, me and Alicia are besties. Besties. So I'm going to bring up Alicia for three. You know, I shouldn't just say call her Alicia. It's Pink. Everyone knows her as Pink. Yeah. Going to bring up pink for just the specific reason Kiddo of loves pink. when you were just saying all those things earlier and I'd already gone through a couple of songs because I am seeing pink as a little bit of an ADHD Bible at the moment. <laughs> through, through <laughs> I don't know that she'd like being called no, a Bible. I don't know. What's not that? An ADHD... Manual? Reference material oh, with, yeah, some, with, some of her li- with some of her lyrics. Yeah, oh, yeah. She'd totally... Um, and I'm going to lead with, we're not broken, just bent. <gasps> We can learn to love again. And so basically, to bring the positive spin on things, I want people to realise, and especially if you're non-ADHD, I'm going to also speak about that kind of bit as well, is that look at your partner and know that they're not broken. There's nothing wrong with them. But that lyric is all about the relationship isn't broken, it's bent. Oh, it is. Just give me a reason, just a little bit's enough. But you can put that into any relationship. Relationships are hard. You throw in ADHD and people find it complicated and they don't know 
how to work around and we're learning about it and we're going we down this We've got to do a relationships. We will do a relationship thing. We? We and so to, yeah. that's why I think in terms of saying we're not broken, just bent is because it's difficult regardless of which side of the ADHD line you sit and having to work that through with your partner, just realise they're not broken, they're fine. You just have to learn different ways, different manuals. We love the word toolkit. I like the way you're talking about it, but I don't think this lyric for me resonates. But I like it from a relationship perspective. Well, we're but I don't get think there. it's really. I'm an just ADHD saying. I just threw one. that in there because you're talking about you know weird stems and things. I was like, you're not broken. You're just bent. You are good. You're perfect the way you are. A few other little lyrical lines I'm going to throw at you. Nice little headbutt on the mic Ow. there. Good job. Thank you. Leave that in there. Mistreated, misplaced, misunderstood. Mistaken, always second guessing. Mistreat. I, I, I'm not going to sing all of them. Sorry. I've got to not do it. Yes, though, right? Yeah, totally. Always second guessing. Mm-hmm. About any topic, anything ever. Pretty, pretty, please. Don't you ever, ever feel like you're less than fucking perfect. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Now, okay. and also things like. I probably like, totally nailed That was not. That was going to drop into. Don't mm-hmm. want you to sing all of them. Going to happen. But. This is like a good one because especially for anyone who is on the beginning of this, like this I, I hate the word journey, but we're going to say journey anyway. The beginning of this journey, they're trying to figure it out. You're obviously trying to figure it out with your partner, your friends, your family, whoever it is, because there's always complications. And I see it with you. And if people can't learn to say this is who you are and this is your full self, then that's their problem. That's not yours. I don't know. I, I missed the pink reference in that. No, there I wasn't. Was that, was just me, that was just me saying. Oh, However, okay. I was singing um, in my head. In your head, you're but, doing Adam's family. Um, no, no. I was um, doing a P-I-N-K, P-I-M-P, <laughs> I'm back again. That's <laughs> what so was in my head. This is the ADHD episode. Anyway, when you look at this, so for each of those individuals so who are struggling. Yeah, I talk shit. Just deal with it. <laughs> So for anyone who is, ignore, ignore my co-host, <laughs> whoever is struggling with their diagnosis and with anything that they're manifesting through their ADHD experience, just don't give up. You're working it out. Please don't give it in. You just need a second to breathe. Throwing that in there because everyone is going to get overwhelmed within themselves. And these are things, these are lyrics that speak to me. Yeah, that's so lovely. You've you've got p- this, you're picking out really nice ones. You've got, this, <laughs> you've got this look on your face where you're just like, I just want to get to the songs I want to sing. Okay, so yeah. on, that, on that one. <laughs> well, no, um, just going back to your other point, though, when you were saying about, and there's a brilliant meme about it, if you can't handle me at my in, with my emotional dysregulation, you sure as hell don't deserve my hyperfixation. Mm. You know, like which it, it ties into that old quote about um, from What's-Her-Face... Um, Audrey Hepburn, she had the, if you can't handle me at my worst, you sure, you sure as hell don't deserve it at my, my best, best or whatever. Um, but when you were saying about um, if other people can't handle it, they, it's just their problem, not yours. I do see that, but I do think we live in a society... And this is what a lot of pushback was on social media. You can't just kind of go, I have ADHD, fucking deal with it. It's like, and that's what, um, what's her face uh, off Gogglebox, the the chick was saying, is that people are just going, well, I've got ADHD and I'm going to be an asshole. Just deal with it. I'm, I've got ADHD. So, and her thing was like, no, you're just being an asshole, actually. And so I don't think that it's just the ADHD card is like a get out of jail free card and you get to just be a dick. You still have to 
live in a society and understand like you still are responsible for your own behavior right so yes there are things like stims and that yes there is a whole thing about intensity i think intensity fits well into this i'm an intense person and people love that intensity until it's about something they don't give a shit about and then they're like wow you're being really intense and like yeah but remember yesterday when we were both being intense about a thing that you also care about I'm intense about everything, you know, so that's that's harder. But then there are behaviors whereby if I'm like, yeah, I'm being too much. So, okay, sorry, side quest, side quest, jingle. What was it again? Pack your bags. It's time to go. Something, 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 side quest. Thank you for paying attention to me so intently. (laughs) Clearly, I am the, you know, the focus of your hyperfixation. Stop, because I'm going to forget what I was trying to say. Oh, fuck. Um, Right. So at work. This is a really big one, right? So I call myself a Labrador at work. Like I'm always saying, yeah, I'm like a Labrador. You know, I get excited about stuff. I'm enthusiastic. I am in a position of leadership. There's a lot of responsibility that goes it being in a, oops, bang. There is a lot of responsibility that goes with being in a leadership position. So I can't just be like, no, this is me and I'm bouncing around and I'm being like extroverted and like everybody does just get on board or just get lost. I can't do that. So as a leader, I will assess very, very early on who in my team, when I'm first getting to know people, are just not comfortable with that. And I moderate my behavior then as a leader. And what I'll do is if we're having uh, ideation sessions or design sessions or whatever, I will then either touch base with them before the session, but I'll always touch base after the session as well and be like, we're all a bit loud there. So I just wanted to just touch base, you know, one-on-one and and I'm a lot calmer. I'm deliberately a lot calmer in those sessions uh, and those like chats when I do that with people and be like, okay, cool. So, you know, what were your thoughts about that? Have you had a chance to think about it? What would be really cool? Because again, not everybody is happy with there and then spilling it out with any time to process. I'll be like, okay, cool. So, um, have a little think about it. Maybe if you wanted to, we can make time to catch up again in a couple of days time. Or if you want to just pop it into an email or into a message and we can, you know, I can make sure your thoughts and your inputs covered off as well. So that was a side question too. You can't actually just say, you just got to deal with it. You have to moderate your behaviors, um, you know, in a way that isn't damaging for you but also means that you're not being damaging for someone else. You know, you're not making a space unsafe. And work, I think, is a really good one for that. My ADHD anthem of the week, which I think is going to be fun. Is it another pink one? Anyone, yeah, anyone. Sensory, if you have a song that you think speaks to you when you're ADHD, send it through. This one, though, has got to be one of the most... I will sing it for you. This one has got to be one of the most penultimate. Penultimate means last but one. Not that one then. This one has got to be. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Pinnacle? So this one has got to be the most ultimate ADHD anthems Pinnacle. of all time. Go on then. And Leave Me Alone by Pink. Oh, best song, best song. It's, I don't know if it's an ADHD anthem. I mean, it definitely oh, is, but it it's certainly a relationship 100% anthem. 100% an ADHD, ADHD anthem. ADHD relationship anthem. Because when you talk about the way that, um, relationships work and ADHD between them, if you are a ADHD uh partner whether you are the non-ADHD or the ADHD this is going to speak to you and you are going to understand these lyrics 100% however probably never heard of you're not allowed to say them you have to sing them probably not happening um (laughs) probably have never thought about it like this however let's just go through a few of them the beginning of it 
Go away, give me a chance to miss you. Go away, give me a chance to miss you. Say goodbye, it'll make me want to kiss you. Why is that important though? It's the difference between wants and needs. And you may want to have that person around you. However, right now you are at your peak of your capability. And so you are just losing your shit. And you know what? You don't need them around right now. So you need to off right now. I think it's much simpler than that. ADHD people get bored really fucking quick. So it's like, you know what? Yes, I love you, but fuck me. Your face is boring the shit out of me right now. Yeah. Which is, you know, fair and not fair at the same time. I love you so much more when you're not here. Because that's like, you know, when it's just like, yeah, when you're here all the time. ADHD, boredom is a big thing. Massive. Oh, legitimately. ADHD people get so fucking bored so quickly. And I went through relationship after relationship after relationship because I was just like, oh, no, go on board. No, ah, no, I'm bored again. Uh, I'm so bored. Fuck, I'm bored. Um, and yet you didn't know. I don't believe Adam and Eve spent every goddamn day together. And yet you didn't know the reason why you're getting bored. No, I had and no so, idea. So much, so much different in terms of the way that works itself yeah, out now. That used to be a real bit of trauma point for me. I was like, why can't I just be However, okay with things? that is really hard because if you are going to get to that, um, you know, that ADHD boredom phase in your relationship... That's a real mental thing that you have to control in mm-hmm. terms of to instigate or to be present for your partner. Yeah, but also if really you know, hard. but if you know that it's a it, it, that you have an ADHD diagnosis, you can say, okay, it's actually not that this relationship has necessarily run its term. Like we talked about this in episode one, mm. um, it's not that this relationship is dead and it's over and it's done with. This is actually a reality for many people with ADHD. Mm. They get bored, and so it's about saying, how do we, how do we kind of operate within those parameters? And we have to do a relationship one, either the next one or the one after, because I think only it will be an adult oh, only be one. It'll be an adult <laughs> only <laughs> one. Um, you know, but how do you like? How do you deal with that? I mean, I don't think I don't I don't know the answer so to bad. that. Like I don't know. It's like you need to because as well, like that the whole dopamine kick thing. Like you may get dopamine release out of, you know, the tidying and, and, that thing, and those sort of things. First kisses. Um, oh, so much dopamine and yeah, first kisses. Yeah, but then you get that big love bomb kind of thing and then if that dies off, so what do you have to do? You have to find a way to kickstart that dopamine to engage with your partner, right? Yeah. I think that was another side quest, wasn't it? And that's like a life thing. But, you know, let's just go through a couple more of these lyrics. There's a couple in here that I actually love is that um, it's like, leave me alone, I'm lonely. Yep. But leave then, me alone, I'm lonely alone. Sorry, you can keep talking over me when I'm singing. Don't Honestly, don't let my singing stop you. And it's like that whole leave me alone, I'm lonely, but come back. Go away, come back. Go away, come back. Why can't I just have it both ways? <laughs> leave me the alone, but tomorrow I'll be begging you to come home. Yeah. So I really, I really resonate with these lyrics in terms of the way that our relationship is on certain days. Oh, yeah. Um, which is generally, I don't want you right here, but if you're not close enough to me to be here, then I'm going to be angry that you're not here. Yeah. Go away. Actually, no, I'm, I've changed my mind. What? No, go away. Get lost. No, come back. No, sorry. I need you to leave. Why? Stop going. Stay here right now. Get I off. I need you to Get leave. Lost. Get now out of the house. Yeah. But then send me... 17 messages 17 in the next messages 20 minutes. about what you're doing <laughs> and how you're doing it so that I know that you're okay. Yeah, well, that's anxiety. Um, but... Yeah, no, like it is that dichotomy of go away. I need some space. Where are you? Where the hell are you? What, why, why what are you doing? You yeah, why? why are you here? 
I am bored now. I'm bored because you're here. All right, well, now you're gone and I'm bored because you're not here. Yeah. <laughs> At least we can laugh about it. And, and so I don't it. want you actually here. I don't actually want you here, like, on top of my space. Hang on, let's talk about the love language. I don't want you on top of my space, but you just have to be generally away from me, but here. Yeah, but let's talk about the love languages. By the way, everybody... Freaking loved those neurodivergent nice. love languages. And my um, little diagram that I spent far too fucking long. It took hours making that diagram. I'm really bad at making graphic organisers. Um, but that whole, um, like, what was that love language? What was the one where... Um, the one sitting together where you, in the yeah, same space. Yeah, where you're in the same space, but basically doing entirely separate things. That, that's my love language. That one and info dumping. Um, I Parallel play? Parallel play. Is it parallel play? I believe so. I know it's body doubling. You call it body doubling normally in um in ADHD, but parallel play, I think it was with the love language. But yeah, for anyone who's caught up in that relationshipy kind of trying to figure out, and it's confusing and it can often be quite hard, just go back and re-listen to "Leave Me Alone" by Pink and see how it speaks to you. Yeah, a lot of Pink songs, really. Really, oh God, I hope we don't. Oh my God, and we're gonna get. Do we have to pay? for copyright for all those songs I just sang? Well, we didn't until you started singing. Oh, to be fair, I don't think anyone's going to confuse my singing with an original, so I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. We love you, Pink. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Maybe she's one of our US listeners. Anyway, masking. Send us your, if you have any specific questions about masking or about unmasking, we talk a lot um, in the ADHD land about unmasking. So the uh, Her Canberra article is going to be out next week. Um, so at that point, that, that's that's my um, anonymity, anonymity gone. Um, anybody at work who doesn't know about it, you know, we're in a, Canberra's a small place, right? But I unmask, I allow myself to stim now um, with my fingers particularly. I allow myself to stim vocally. I I sing, uh, as I say, all the time at work now. Um, I also, yesterday at the shops, um, just was paying absolutely no attention whatsoever to what I was doing. I was off in my own little world. I was disassociating a little bit, actually, just walking around with my earbuds in because I, I hate being at the mall. Which the earbuds should show. Mm. The earbuds control your rage reflex. Yeah, they do. Um, so disassociating for anybody um, who's not sure is when you literally pretty much you go into standby mode. And that's what I was doing. I was just not, I was doing everything I could to just completely ignore everything external to myself. But I nearly walked into someone, right? So somebody walked across me and it was me. It was definitely me um, that had that was cutting, cutting her off. And so whereas normally I would have been like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, and I would have just really been self-conscious about it and really tried to kind of, you know, probably come up with some sort of excuse as to what I'd been doing. I just looked at her and went, I am so sorry. I was paying absolutely no attention whatsoever to what was happening around me then. And she just laughed. And I was like, yeah. And I laughed and we both went on our way and I didn't feel bad about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't bump into her like I didn't physically assault her. Normally, I would never have admitted something like that before. And it sounds like a small thing, but unmasking is not all good because when you're one of the big things about masking is you create a personality for yourself. I can, or a tell, persona. I can tell when you've been masking at work for a whole day yeah. because you come through that door like old... Tazzy Devil, Warner Brothers, spinning through. It's exhausting. You come in and 
it is legitimately a duck and cover situation because oh, you can I just. Don't think I'm that bad. It is, and this thing you don't realize it. So, and, this, and we would go back to I'm not good at communicating these things in the past, but you'll come through the door and just it's almost like anything that is out of place or anything that's not quite complete is so much louder to you mm. and you will announce those things standing out quite um, abruptly at times and I know that it's not a you're just coming through the door and just slinging shit, shit. but it's that you've I can tell you've had a big day and you've come home and it's just you need an outlet mm. need an outlet and once that's out the way it's legitimately like a switch but then once that's all out if you go upstairs and you get changed, and you come downstairs, you come downstairs like sound of music, Mary spinning Poppins. around, sliding down the banister, and it's like <laughs> brand new person just emerges from from upstairs. And I legitimately, I do not think you know how you've just entered a room when you're unmasking compared to once that process has gone through and once once you've um, like leveled. Yeah. I don't think you know that that uh, fraction of time. I don't think that sits or you understand or see that from coming in, from out of work, and then to sliding down the banister is like two completely different people. No, I, wow, yeah, okay. I I know I do come in sometimes, and I'm just like you would never walk through the door and this house be the state that it is that I've just walked through the door of, um, and so that does annoy me, um, and I do consciously try then to get rid of that. Just you've really made me think there, and I will continue to think on that more. But but it's that real about conscious thing taking my mask off and getting all that out, and then being able to. Because you imagine if if you walk in and there might be it could be I've emptied the dishwasher, but the things like you empty them and then you put them on top of the bench before they get put away, and you're like, why is everything there? But I'll come home, and this is the flip side of the way the masking happens: is I'll come home one day, and you'll be like. I'm so sorry, I haven't done this and the washing's on the machine and this and and you start like... But I've, I acknowledge But that you start course. listing off all these things as if I'm going to comment on them all and I legitimately, I walk in the back door and I'm just like, don't care. I'm not that person. I'm not that person to walk in and say, this is all not done because I don't think that's me. You'll start apologising for the amount of things that you haven't done, although you've still been working all day. And so there's a reason why you haven't done all the things or you put the washing on but it hasn't been done or you forgot it and that's okay. Like it doesn't matter. No, but and I guess then on the flip side, it would be kind of nice if you acknowledge them and then if I, because when, when I do that and I'll work late sometimes and then I have to come out at 10 o'clock at night and you've been sat on the sofa for the last couple of hours watching the football or whatever and then I have to come out and unload the dishwasher, put all the washing away, do all that type of stuff. It'd be nice if I didn't have to do that. Anywho, we weren't going to talk about masking. We kind of did talk a bit about masking. I think that was a whole new element I'm going to think about on masking. I'd not really thought of it that way with when I would come home from work. There's a period of time where I am demasking again for the day. So I go into the office a couple of days a week. Um, and then, you know, more than that if I need to for meetings, but generally twice a week. And they are days that are, I find exhausting, absolutely exhausting. And, you know, often 
I will um, stay after work and have a drink or I do Zumba on one on a Tuesday now. I run a class for Zumba. I, I started doing more things that bring me joy and Zumba is one of them. Um, and then on Thursday, I try to stay and have a drink after work as well, because that now that you've mentioned it that way is a way of me unmasking for the day mm. and getting rid of that de- that tension from having had to mask all day in the office even though I mask a hell of a lot less than I used to I'm still a professional you know I'm still I still have to do that and everybody has to do that to an extent but maybe um maybe for a neurodivergent person it's a little bit more challenging because we have more little tentacles that are trying to you know reach out and slap everyone type of thing you know little tentacles all over the place and you have to hold them all in while also being a professional so maybe and that's the thing. That's the trouble with the masking in the sense that if you are masking and there's a lot of things going on in your day, whatever you, whatever your day involves, when you come home, you are emotionally tired. You are probably a bit physically burnt out mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you're just mentally not prepared to engage with anything else. That's when it becomes difficult in this, we know this will probably roll over into the relationship sense, is that when you've so tired from that masking, there's nothing left yep. for the for the day. Yep. And that can create distance and it can create um, issues with other relationships, whether it's friendships or your partner or whatever it is, it can because that masking is tiring and that's something that needs to be acknowledged is for people is that no matter which side you sit on that line, you have to acknowledge that masking is tiring and it affects people differently mm. and it's okay. Like it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So as I was saying, if uh, if you have any specific questions about what it means to mask, what it means to unmask, there is a whole thing around um, taking off your mask and the fact that, you know, if you, if you have a late diagnosis and you have masked for 20 or 30 years and then you suddenly take that off, you don't just, the mask is actually an integral part of your identity. So, you know, you're having to remove your identity. And uh, that's why a lot of people with ADHD late diagnoses, whether it's ADHD or ASD or something else, have a bit of a um, emotional and psychological crash because they've unmasked and it's like, yeah, I'm me. Who the faff is me? I don't know who the me, you've forgotten, who me is. You've forgotten how well, you've never you. built you. Mm. You've only ever built this illusion of you. So the people pleaser. Yeah. Well, the people pleaser, the extrovert, I said before, I met, I've previously I've, I've masked often as an extrovert, you know, the, the, if I'm funny, if I'm, if I'm overly nice, if I'm, you know, really, if I try to hide the fact that I get really intense about all these things, then, um, people will like me more. And so, you know, when you take it off, you're like, okay, so if I allow all those things to happen, is this me? I don't feel like that's me really either. So what? Who is me? How am I 43 and not really sure who me is? So, all right. Well, I reckon we call it there for today. It's uh, ended up being a long episode. It was supposed to be a short one. We have been thinking, um, so given just the amount of research we try and do for each episode, also for the amount of other stuff we've got going on in life at the moment, that we are going to look to go to fortnightly. So there are six episodes after including this one up in whatever platform you listen to and we're going to start looking at doing them every couple of weeks instead of weekly just to give us the opportunity to um to breathe 
let us know what you think. Yeah, feedback. Please send us some some messages. We actually legitimately, this is a genuine, genuine request. Let us know what you think. Please send us a message. Would you then forget about us? Would you forget to listen? Like, how would that work out for you? Please let us know. So just remember, so you can send us through any of your advice, tips, tricks, memes. your memes, your ADHD. I love some of the memes that we get. They're really funny. ADHD uh, anthems, um, all the social medias on F Them Fish ADHD for Grown Ups. Also email address, which we uh, I love getting our emails through, fmfish at gmail.com. Come find us on TikTok. Have a look, check the videos. Um Definitely like rock, paper, scissors. It is scissors, paper, stop it. No, it is scissors, paper, rock. I'm not, not going there Not according to the comments. Yes, most people are saying rock, paper, scissors. Except for this bloody shoot thing. What is shoot? Scissors, paper, rock, shoot. No, stop it. Because it's not it's rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh. Because that's the, it's like <laughs> rock, paper, scissors, go. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not. You're wrong. Everyone else seems to be thinking you're right. That We are. Okay, so... I'm definitely in the minority on this one. However, I refuse to concede. <laughs> no. no. So I guess that's it. Come find us. Follow, like, five stars. Share it's with like, your mates. It's like podcast Uber. Share um, with five your nan. Five stars. Yeah, only five stars. If um, if if you have perchance gone on and accidentally put four stars, please go change that. Make and it also, five. Before we go. Just want to say a big thank you to one of our avid listeners who yes. mentioned us on a podcast. Yeah, they were a guest they on another part on another podcast. A guest for a podcast, and um, like that's that's I can't even explain the feeling that you get for that and uh, for yeah. getting Callie's age wrong. Thank you. That's oh, <laughs> she did. She said I was forty five. Um, I'm done fine. I'm fine about that. I don't even care. That I'm, she said I was 45. Um, You're doing good at 45. Yeah, I'm not 45. Um, so the High Tide, Low Tide AU, it's an Adelaide-based podcast, was on that. So thank you, Sarah. We we actually did video ourselves when we heard it for the first time. I just, well, as I'm saying, we're, we're, we're really struggling against time and I just haven't a chance to edit it, like actually post it on Instagram. But we actually made sure we listened to it together. We videoed that reaction and we will share that on our um, on our socials over in the in the next week. So thank you. It was so nice to hear you guys. Uh, he, he talking about us. So that was lovely. Very much, very much loved it. So remember, yeah, tell your friends, tell your nan, tell each other. We tell love you. We hear you. And um, keep listening. We'll speak to you all soon. Take care, everyone. Bye. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Yambri people, and we pay respect to Mother Earth, the footprints that came before us, the ones we follow now, and the footsteps that will guide us long into the future.